Hey, it's a Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus episode. <laughs> What's up? It's Brian. Uh, man, thank you for all the listener feedback you give us uh, through the email inbox. That's one place. We are the story guys at gmail.com. Appreciate hearing from you there. Get interactive other places if you want. Uh, Instagram, it's Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. You can find our website, we are the story Facebook, just look up the story guys. Follow along. But everybody that writes, I, I really appreciate you. And thank you for everybody who has been commenting on our reggae series. Uh, I got a great note that I wanted to bring up. Uh, it, it got me thinking, right? So I, I got a note from Kara, and Kara says, uh, thanks for the episode on Bob Marley and the assassination attempt. Have you ever read any of the fictionalized accounts of the story? And the answer to that is no. So the one I know about is Marlon James' uh, Brief History of Seven Killings. I own that book. I have not read it. I do know the Feather Mop and Burry Boy are in that book. I do know that Bob Marley is in that book, uh, but I have not read the book, mostly because, guys, I'm going to be honest, it's really big. <laughs> it's a really big book, and it won a Booker Prize, and I've read a bunch of the Booker Prize uh, award winners, and they're all incredibly, they're just a lot of work. They're always good books. They're fantastic. Milkman by Anna Burns, fantastic book, taught me a lot about the IRA, but I will tell you, it was it was slow going. Um, also, I believe what with Lincoln and the Bardo, um, great book. It takes some getting used to. And what else has won a Booker Prize recently? Uh, Paul Beatty, The Sellout, also a good book. But sometimes you ever read a book and you're like, I just feel like I'm pretending that I'm smarter than I am reading this book, right? So anyway, I've been intimidated by. <laughs> by seven a brief history of seven killings but i'm gonna have to check it out i do feel like it's a mark on my cred here but uh akira actually brings up another book a book that i wasn't familiar with marvelous equations of the dread by marcia douglas so this book apparently is about bob marley being reincarnated as a homeless man and this homeless guy sleeps he, he's in kingston jamaica and he sleeps in a clock tower with ghosts Oddly, this actually sounds a little bit like Lincoln and the Bardo, but that sounds super dope. She says it's cool. I'm going to have to check that out. This got me thinking about something, though. It got me thinking about a couple of subsections of fiction. And one of them, like you hear people talk about fan fiction, and usually they're talking about it almost, I mean, at least in my circles, in a derogatory sense, like it's not real or not real liter literature. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's just like Twilight fan fiction or whatever which is what Fifty Shades of Grey is, FYI. But I, I never really thought about there being fan fiction around rock stars. And it's so it's like a little bit fan fiction because it's imagining this real person and like what happens in this like sort of alternate version. But then it's also historical fiction because it's literally about history. And when I think of historical fiction, like I think of like those Philippa Gregory books, which I've never read, but I know my sister used to read. I see them in bookstores. And... That's what I think of as historical fiction. I don't think of historical fiction as being books about Bob Marley or John Lennon. But, and this is what I'm getting to, a couple things. One, this week is the anniversary not only of the Bob Marley assassination attempt, which I didn't realize that these things fall on the calendar so closely together. So the assassination attempt happens like on the 5th of December. And then, as you probably know, a few years later, so that's 76, and 80, you have the actual assassination of John Lennon. And that happens on December 8th. So on the calendar, they're really close together. 
And so thinking about both of these things and then also thinking about another piece of basically historical fan fiction that I've read recently is this unbelievable book by Tom Barbash called The Dakota Winners. Now, I came across this book like in a bookstore. And if I see a book that looks cool, I don't necessarily like read a lot about it. I might just buy it. And so I got a copy of this book or I made a note to look up this book or something. I don't know. At some point, I read it and this book's amazing. And it's like maybe the most Brian book on the planet because let me tell you what it's about. It is about, it's uniquely done because it's about the Dakota. And if you know much about John Lennon history, or if you know much about New York history, you probably know about the Dakota, which is this apartment building that a whole bunch of famous people lived in, in the 70s. And famously, this is fun. I've even considered doing this for an episode. I don't know if we ever will. But there's like this long line of people who tried to live in the Dakota and the Dakota board of directors or whatever wouldn't let them live in the Dakota. Billy Joel is among these people. But there's like a lot of them. A lot of people you've heard of. And so anyway, at one point, John Lennon and Yoko Ono are living in the Dakota. What's wild about this book is that it doesn't deal head on with John Lennon. It instead creates a fictional character and his fictional father who is a Johnny Carson type figure, a contemporary of sorts, or maybe a precursor. And he's had a, the book basically opens by letting you know that this, this father character has had a, like sort of a mental breakdown. And he, he embarrassed himself on national TV, ran off in the middle of a broadcast. Obviously this is in the late sixties, early seventies. So people's thoughts about mental health are a little different. Well, I guess it's the late seventies. And so the, the story then unfolds about this son coming back after trying to sort of run away from his lineage and his father's shadow. He comes back and, and helps his father as his father steps back into the limelight and takes on a new show. And so that's the story that's happening. And then slowly as the story progresses, this side character comes in. And that side character is John Lennon, who happens to live in the building. And it literally takes me, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but not really. It takes me until three quarters of the way through the book to realize what's about to happen, which is we are clearly, they keep telling me what the date is. We're clearly headed towards December 8th of 1980. And all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I see where this book is going. So that's all I'm going to tell you. But if you get a chance, check it out. It's a, the, the writer's name is Tom Barbash. He's written a few other books. Um, but this one is called The Dakota Winners. It came out just a few years ago, and it's it's really good. This So that's one subgenre. I can't think of tons of books that do this, that take a famous moment in rock history and, and fictionalize it, but I can think of a lot of books that have fun with rock in some way, shape, or form and either create an alternate history with fictionalized music and bands, or maybe they seem to be about a band from actual rock history, but they do a lot uh, you know, they change the names, they change the history, but it's just similar, right? So the one that comes to mind that we're going to talk about when the TV show version of this book comes out later, so we're not going to talk about it a lot here, is Daisy Jones and the Six. That is an oral history, a fake oral history of a fake band, but it's very much obviously modeled after Fleetwood Mac. Lots of love triangle stuff. Again, if you've not heard the Christine McVie retold from from very recently or way back in our catalog, the Fleetwood Mac episode, Lots of drama there, right? And so it's fictionalized and turned into this book. 
by a uh, pretty celebrated author named Taylor Jenkins Reid. She does a really good job with it. And as a guy who reads tons of oral histories, you probably hear me, you're, pr- you're probably real tired of hearing me say the phrase oral history on this podcast. Uh, it's fun, right? Because she sort of plays on some of the tropes of oral histories and she does it really, really well. So uh, that's that's fun. And they're making a Amazon Prime, I believe, bought it. And I think it comes out in March. So we will probably be talking about that on the show. Interestingly, on a very similar timeline to what Hulu did with Pam and Tommy last year, will it be as big of a uh, cultural buzz? I anticipate so, because this was a very popular book. I know a lot of people who don't care about Rock and roll don't really care about Fleetwood Mac and Reddit, but also as I was talking to a guy at a cocktail party tonight, uh, who is in a one of the premier Fleetwood Mac cover bands, uh, he was. We were talking about how Fleetwood Mac has really transcended generations, so I think this resonates on a lot of different levels. It's probably going to be a big deal. If you've not read it, read it. You're going to hear about the show anyway, and I'm sure we'll discuss it. So that is Daisy Jones in the Six. Now, one book that has a fun premise and then inserts rock and roll into it is this book by uh, Bill Flanagan. You might have heard of that guy. He wrote this book called 50 in Reverse. And this is sort of a time travel novel, which is one of my favorite subgenres. But it's basically about a kid, 15-year-old kid in 1970. All these books are in the the turn of the 60s and 70s for for a lot of good reasons, I think. But basically, he... uh, one day decides he is a 60-year-old man trapped in his own body. He's like, something has happened, and 60-year-old me is now inside me. And so he has all the knowledge of the 60-year-old version of himself, but he's 15 again. Uh, so just as crazy as that is, just hold on to that for a moment, because what makes it really fun is at a certain point when he realizes he's sort of stuck in this, he decides to make the best of it and starts like teaching people all these songs that aren't hits yet. Um, and like he starts a band where they're playing all these songs that later will be giant hits. It's like beating the world to all this stuff, right? I mean, it's it's somewhat similar to this idea of that movie yesterday, where like, what if the Beatles didn't? What if you went to an alternate universe where the Beatles didn't exist or whatever? And you start showing people Beatles songs, uh, but it's a really good time. It's clever. It's a quick read, and it, it you know it's got all of my favorite elements of a novel in it with the time travel stuff and the rock and roll stuff. So that's a good one. Check that one out. I thought I'd give you a couple others. If, if you're a reader and you like to read this sort of thing, here's a couple others that I would recommend. And then one that everybody else will recommend to you that I I, I just I find it fun to discuss because I don't particularly care for this book. Let's talk about ones I like first. I really like this book that I've not talked to anybody else who's ever read it. It's by a writer named Jessica Anya Blau, and it's called Mary Jane. And it is such a great setup because it's about a girl again in the 70s, who lives in a very uh, conservative household who takes a babysitting job down the street with some sort of oddball neighbors. And it really plays on the uh, the end of the hippie movement um, as the 60s coalesce into the 70s. And this sort of very straight-laced person now encountering hippie, hippie culture because there's a psychologist who is treating a patient and having this patient live with him and his family, and he needs this girl from down the street to come and basically nanny his children. So she moves in for the summer or spends most of her time there for the summer and comes to find out that the couple moving in is a very famous rock star and his TV star wife. And so she gets to encounter, it's it's just a basic coming of age story about figuring out that literally like not everybody's life is like yours and not everybody's house is like yours. And there's these real honest moments where she literally discovers 
Like, oh, this is not how we do it in my house, right? Which is like something we all went through, but none of us talk about or think about, right? About like, think about the moment where as a kid, you went over to your buddy's house or your girlfriend's house or something and you were like, wow, they do what? This is really strange. Executive producer Leif would mention a story that circulated on the internet. I don't know if this is true or not, and I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the show before, but he likes to bring this up, which is this idea of the poop knife, like somebody going to the house, (laughs) someone asks where their poop knife is. Just Google it. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but that's a great example of what I'm talking about. Uh, This novel does a really good job with that, and it's all through the lens of rock and roll. It's all fictionalized. I mean, you could say that this character is loosely based on some people from the 70s, but it doesn't really matter. It's much more about the girl, and it's much more about this idea of discovering rock music for the first time, and it's really, really well done and a lot of fun. Uh, Check check that one out. Um, Another one is The Unraveling of Cassidy Holmes by Alyssa R. Sloan. This one is fun because it's... uh, it takes place in the late 90s, early 2000s. It's about a pussycat girls type of group, right? Pussycat girls. Am I 100 years old? Pussycat dolls. That was the band, right? Yes, okay. It's like a girl band slash boy band sort of era. And one particular girl who sort of loses her way in all of that. It's just fun. I just really enjoy it. I mean, it, it plays a little bit like a made-for-Netflix TV series or something. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I recommend that one, especially if you like that era. And then uh, here's another one. The Final Revival of Opal and Nev. This one, uh, this one's by Donnie Walton, and it's great. Um, I will say that it feels a little bit like it was written in reaction to a publisher saying, we need our own Daisy Jones and the Six. It is also a fake oral history. But this one has a racial component um, that's really interesting. And it's about a like a British folk musician and an African-American singer Uh, who come together and have this collaboration This sort of catapults both of them into the spotlight and they're not really ready for it. And then this, there's a journalist sort of going back and digging up parts of this. And I say it's in oral history, but there's this journalist character. Maybe parts of it are in oral history? I don't know. Let's talk about ones that I don't think are as successful. If you tell someone that you love rock novels, fictionalized rock novels, they're going to bring a visit from the Goon Squad. And on paper, I should love A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. This thing won a Pulitzer Prize. And I love Pulitzer Prizes and I love Pulitzer Prize novels more than I like Man Booker Prize novels. But it just, it's a little strange because it it was sort of conceptualized and sometimes sort of thought of as a short story collection because there's like these 13 chapters and the stories are just kind of interconnected. It's not a straight ahead plot. And they, it, it circles around a record company executive and his assistant. And so it's mostly all these like very self-destructive characters. They're all different ages. And then they grow older and you sort of see them at different points of their lives. And I just remember being sort of underwhelmed by it. But I, there was so much hype. And depending on the cover of the, you know whatever issue you get or whatever edition of this book you get, it has like a sweet cover with a guitar on it. So like, you know, high expectations. There has since been a sequel that I have not read, so I cannot speak to that, but it does exist. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to know if you've read something in either of these categories. If you've read straight on like rock and roll history fan fiction that I did not mention here, let me know. If you've got a rock and roll novel that you like that you think is pretty successful, hit me up. Uh, let's talk about it. It's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram, Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. 
And of course, hit the website, wearethestoryguys.com. Please leave a review of the show if you don't mind. That's super helpful. Um, you can do that anywhere where you download it, or you can leave a, you can leave stars and ratings on, on Spotify. Spread the word. This community is growing, and it's really fun to be able to communicate to you guys and talk about these different uh, stories and, and things. So we love it. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope if you are a reader and you feel the need to read over the holiday, uh, that, that this is helpful to you. All right. Cool. We'll see you next time. Keep telling stories.